And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, with part two of the Scobro Show. I am the co-editor behind the steel curtain.com. I'm throwing the dot com in this time. Um, your one-stop oh, shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Dave Schofield, co-editor. Um, with me, as always, my my wonderful big brother, Rich. I'm go. I'm, I didn't want to say beautiful. That just would have been weird. My wonderful big brother, Rich. I'm blessed to have him. Yeah, I could have said that. I really am blessed to have a really good big brother. I got to let everyone know that. It's almost Christmas, and you've got you, to appreciate what you got. I have, I have the best big brother you could ever ask for, and he comes on here and does this show with me every Tuesday night. Rich, are you having fun yet? Oh, it's always fun. You know me. I'll sit, I'll sit in and talk Steelers just about any time. Um, and you know what? You're not too bad, a little brother either. People out there should people out there should know that uh, when you were about when Dave was about 12, he was getting to be a pretty big guy. And I told him when he turned 16, he could be my best friend. <laughs> so. so why? Because then nobody would mess with me. I used to oh. love to walk down. We used to walk down the mall, and I and I'd kind of duck in. But he's like, "Why are you kind of ducking in behind me?" I said, "Because when you walk down the mall, everybody parks out of the way, <laughs> and it still works that way." We go to Steeler, you know, we go to Steeler games now, and it's the crowd. I'm just like, "Lead the way, bud. I'll follow you." Yeah, especially if I put the helmet. Well, I don't know. If I put the helmet on, people will move because the helmet's scary. If I take the helmet off, they'll move out of the way of my ugly face. Either way, it doesn't matter. But. uh yeah, that, that was interesting because even though you were four years older than me, I was always so big I could hang out with you and your friends, and sometimes they wouldn't. You know, it would. I, I could. I'd go. I was in high school and I was going to hang out with you at college, and I could pass as a college student because I was a big yep. dude. So that's kind of how it was. I want to bring up a, a comment just because I happened to see this. I think this was something I I I said exactly to our staff in our Slack channel today. And this was something that Wes said. Do I believe Ben can turn it around? Yes. Do I believe he will? No. Do I think he should retire this season regardless? This wasn't the part that I put in there. 100%. I, that, that wasn't what I put in the Slack channel. I, I'm, I want to... Why make a decision based on the end of the season when the season's not over? The Steelers have three more games no matter what. So... That could that could make Wes's case even stronger, or it could make it to be like eh, maybe not so fast. But the the main part I want to look at is: Do I think he can turn it around? Absolutely. Do I believe he will? That's the question to ask. That's the question. That's the I'm question. not hundred percent sure he, he will, but there's something you said earlier. Huh? Old dog. Old dog. Yeah, you got to worry old about dog. the old dog. All right, I've got to I've got to break this down. Title of the show: Was this the worst loss? in the history of those, I'm going to mess up exactly what it was. This is the worst loss that the Steelers have ever had. Here's my case for it. What's a bad loss? A bad loss is when you're losing to a team that you are supposed to be on the next level above. So the first thing I did. Try like two. What's that? Try like two. Yeah. Well, so here's the first thing I did. I looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This goes back to 1978 because it's all the further back it could go. I looked at times where the Pittsburgh Steelers lost in a game that they were favored by 10 or more points. Okay. That right there was one thing I'm looking at because people are like, oh, it's a bad loss in this game, a bad loss in that game. Um, but sometimes, yeah, it's really bad when the, you know, when the, when the 10 and four Steelers lost to the 
you know, eight and six, I don't know, jabronis, you know, Um, meaning that you kind of got it. There's going to be several factors in here. So the first thing I looked at was point spread of the game. How much are they supposed to win by? I went with 10. There are several times where the Steelers have been favored by two touchdowns or more where they have lost the game, one of which was Monday night. Okay. Mm-hmm. The point spread was 12 and a half. It jumped to 14 and a half once Brandon Allen was ruled out. Kind of wish Brandon Allen would have played. <laughs> when I look at it, because they would have might have tried to pass more. And I think the Steelers' pass defense was would have really done something. But the Steelers, if you look at it, the any idea. Do you remember their the biggest time the biggest point spread of the Steelers where they lost the game? It wasn't last no, night. I don't, no. There was a time that was a half a point more. They were 15 point favorites. In people might be putting this in the live chat, but I'll, I can't see it right now because I'm looking at the numbers. Um, in 2009, in week 13 at home against the Oakland Raiders when they lost that game 24 to 27 when Pittsburgh native Bruce Gradkowski hit Lewis Murphy for an 11 yard touchdown with nine seconds left in the game. When the Steelers were up by four, the Steelers took the lead just inside of two minutes with a Heinz Ward touchdown. And they ended up losing that game. That was bad. That was bad. The Steelers coming into that were six and five. And the Raiders were three and eight. That's bad, so, but not bad that bad. On the, bad on the spread, but not on the records. Exactly. Now you've got another one that was tied with what last night's was. You keep your eye on the live chat for me. All right, bro. If you see any, you know, oh, other things. Right. I, was, I, was, I was, I was holding one up here. Let me just hit it real quick. All right. Because right, right now, I'm, I'm looking at that. Wes, Wes said the Tim Tebow one we'll was. We'll get to that one. We'll talk yeah, about that one. That one will be brought up because that's playoffs. probably yeah. Yeah, you're talking about playoffs. You know, I'd have to look it up. They were they were not favored by more than ten points in that game, um, but the Steelers have been favored by more than ten points in a playoff game that they lost. Do you know what that one was? Yeah, actually, they were favored by exactly ten points. Playoff game that they yes. lost. AFC Championship against the Chargers. Uh, you were close. AFC Championship. You're 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 about a decade too soon, I think. Oh. Almost because that was in the nineties, right? Was that yeah. the ninety four season? Because then they beat them yes. next year. Yeah. How about two thousand? Well, this was the two thousand one season because it was in two thousand two in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. They were favored by ten points. And lost really? I knew we were favored. I didn't realize it was that yeah, much. It was that much. But the other game where the, where the Steelers were favored by 14 and a half points, this is according to pro football reference, because, you know, different lines were different things. They try to go to consensus. This was 1999 against the Cleveland Browns. And they lost to the Browns by one point as Phil Dawson kicked a 39-yard field goal as time expired. Okay. I remember that one, too. The Steelers were four and four, and the Browns were one and eight. So, yeah, the Browns were not very good, but it's not like the Steelers were. Did I say four and four? Sorry. They were five and three. They were five and three because that put them at five and four. So, that's not like that was that big of a difference. And also, that was week 
10, you know, because the other factor that I'm going to bring into this one is what was on the line. Now there's another loss. that's really bad. Brian Anthony Davis likes to talk about this one because he was there when the Steelers were favored by 14 points. This is the only other time they were, it was two touchdowns or more other than Monday night. And the two I've already mentioned. And that was, they were favored by 14 in week 14 at home against the Houston Texans. And the Steelers managed to lose that game 24 to six. And the reason that one was, you can argue was possibly the worst loss by the Steelers. The Texans had three touchdowns all on defense. Yeah, I remember that one too. Fumble, and then two interceptions in that game. So your 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 offense only scores six and gives up twenty one. Yeah, the, your defense you, gives up three. Your defense gives up three, yeah. and you lose. Yeah, Houston had forty seven yards of offense. I remember the Steelers that. had four hundred and twenty two. The difference was the five turnovers to one. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers' time of possession, my goodness, they had the ball almost 20 minutes longer. They had it over 19 minutes longer than Houston. But they could not find the touchdown zone and and, and gave up three, three defensive touchdowns. That was a bad loss. Yes. That was a bad loss. That was in week 14, which was one week earlier than what this one was. But the Steelers were 7-4-1. and one. Yep. Going against the three and nine Texans, and they got and they got beat pretty good. That one is you could argue, but the reason I'm going to argue this one is because one they were favored by more than two touchdowns, two they lost by double digits, three you were talking about a team with eleven wins playing a team with two wins. Yep, eleven wins. Versus two wins. Not only that, you were talking about a team that was on their third string quarterback. Yep. Did not have their starting running back. And it was on Monday night football where the Steelers had won how many games in a row? Prime time against a familiar team, a team that they had already trounced earlier that season, and they were playing to win the division. There was more at stake. There's even more at stake. So that's my argument as to why this is it. Now, Rich, what see what year was that Tebow game? I'm trying to remember. That was in oh, that was a wild card game. Is that 14, 2014? That's what I'm thinking. The 2014 game. No, no, that wasn't 14 because that was when they lost to the Ravens. It was before that. It was um shoot. It's been that long. Yeah, why am I wanting to say I'm wanting to say it was like 2008? It was 2011. It was 2011 (laughs) when when they took when they when they took on the Broncos. I'm trying to figure out what the point spread was in that game. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm -hmm. it's just that was you know they lost that one in overtime. They were favored going in there because the Broncos were only eight and eight. And the Steelers were 12 and 12. Hey, we got a super chat that I need to run back and grab. So I was trying okay. to keep it on. So, okay, go for it. Oh, Occam's Ox. Occam's Ox. 499 in the tip jar says, Arrogance and hubris are undoing the Steelers yet again. I'm putting this on Tomlin. 
Empty platitudes galore. How about some actual adjustments, Mike? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. to me, right now, the adjustments I'm needing to see Mike make are with his quarterback. Yeah. To so me, it's a management has, issue. He has to basically tell Ben, you have to fix this or I'll sit you down. You know, I'm, honestly, I don't think I don't know that Mike Toblin has the cojones to say that the future Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and honestly, or if he, he does, to, he'll say it, but he wouldn't do it. Yeah, he needs to say the same thing to one Brandy Feigner. Hey, you start doing, you know, you start adjusting to what defenses are doing to you. The two of you combined, this is your, you know, Ben, this is your offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, this is your quarterback, this is what we all need, this is what we're trying to do here. Guess what? If you guys can't have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and saying, we just need to be better at it. No. it. Uh, you know, I don't care. No, Being go ahead, better at it I'll, means I'll, I'll making an adjustment. Happen. Make it. Yes. Yes. And I mean, like I say, read the play as it's happening, not, not pre-snap because you pre-snap is to, is to try to show you tendencies, Mm -hmm. not read the entire play. You are trying to pick on tendencies, but you doing that too much basically then tells shows teams your tendencies. Like it's a fine balance in there. Yeah. Hey, we're not saying do it. You remember playing capture the flag? I sure do. Yeah. Let's say you know where the flag is. Let's say you're playing, the, you know, you know, there's different ways to play where you hide the flag or different ways to play where you, where both teams have to put the flag in a certain spot. If you know where this flag is and you're like, all right, we're going to get this flag because we're going to go right at it. Okay, good. Right at it. Well, if the other squad knows that you're going to be going right at it every time, are they even going to try to defend the 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 rear? No, because they know you're coming at the front. So they're going to put all their guys there. And what's, like we say, insanity is doing the exact same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It doesn't matter how good you would be rolling up in there, trying to get how dodgy you could be, how fast you could be, how you could weave through people. If everyone's sitting there waiting for you, you're, you're putting yourself – so handicapped by insisting on doing the same thing, even when when everything's stacked against you. So you've got to change it up. You got to do it. It's how it's how it works. Um, I go. got the next oh, super I, chat. Oh, you got oh, it. Okay. okay. No, I don't have a super chat. I got one. I will bring up and make a quick comment on. Okay. Let, let's do the super chat first. From just me, five dollars in tip jar. Thank you. Says uh, regarding our last playoff wins, who was better, Smith or Flacco? Can we, can we win any this year considering those were the last ones we won? Um, so that was that they the Steelers beat Flack. I can't remember. They I mean I've I saw a thing that the last three Steelers victories were against in the playoffs were against Alex Smith, um Matt Moore, and who was the other one? Might have been Flacco. AJ McCarron. It was AJ McCarron. Was oh, that's, uh, that's Flacco right. AJ McCarron. Before, yeah. You know, but the one with Alex Smith, the Steelers, Steelers didn't even score a touchdown that game. It won all field goals, if you remember that one. Um, honestly, 
can we win this year considering those were our last we won? I don't I don't really care about the other team's quarterback because my worries are not with the Steelers' defense, especially when you, the Steelers' passing defense. They kind of got gashed in the run because they didn't they don't have an inside, not they don't have they're they're having a make. I mean, they're they played a hundred they played a a former safety at linebacker and had him play a hundred percent of the snaps. I mean, they're trying to do what they can do. They're just they gotta get those guys back. And and I mean, just think if you have Vince Williams and Robert Splain back for the playoffs. My goodness. Okay. And uh, let's also think about this one then as well when it comes to all of that. Okay. Hold on, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I looked at somebody's I looked at yeah. somebody's chat up there and just totally lost it. You know what um, we call that? We call that pulling a bad. <laughs> Seattle has two losses. <laughs> maybe I'm just old. <laughs> maybe you're just old. My age. What were you just talking about? Maybe that'll jog my memory. Um, it was about the quarterback of the opposing team in the playoffs and everything we were saying. So, and so I was talking about the defense and the inside linebacker. So yeah. yeah, I was thinking I was wanting to say something about the our, our defense. Oh, yes, got it. Never mind. And the other thing you have to remember from the game the other night is once we got down, they weren't going to pass it until they had to, basically, so we until we have come to back and take a lead. They weren't going to pass the ball much. Who wants to go back and face our pass rush? They're like, mm-hmm. if we can get away with even – Running, get the first, you know, running plays and get one first down, gain field position, flip the field, send it down. Like they were happy to do that in the first half and then took advantage of their short fields when we turned the ball over. Yep. Well, then once they got that lead, it was like, forget it. We're not going to sit back there and let TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Cam Hayward come after us and crush us with Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, Minka Fitzpatrick sitting back there waiting to pick off passes. Yeah. We'll see yeah. if we can just sit on this lead and nurse it, and that's what they did. And what's the weakness of the Steelers' defense right now? Not that it's – I'm not calling them weak, but, I mean, there was not a linebacker playing – I mean, even UG3 got hurt. He tried to come out for a play when, when Marcus Allen went down. He was the only other inside linebacker that they thought was going to be an inside linebacker when camp started. Right. You know, they've kind of transitioned Marcus Allen into that. A, you know, Avery Williamson, they're just down so many guys there. So why not, you know, good quarterbacks, when when a corner gets hurt and has to go out for a play, what do they do? They try to pick on the guy that just came in the game. That's yeah. what they do. And that's the same thing the teams, that the teams are going to try to do against the Steelers with their inside linebackers because they know how decimated they are at that position due to injury. They're going to, they're going to run, try to take those other players out of the game. Um, so it, I, I wanted to bring this one comment up because no you know we talked a little bit about the Tebow game, yeah. and this is exactly why I didn't necessarily put the Tebow game as a worse loss. Mm-hmm. Eric Pierre said, because Brian Clark was out of that game, because Brian Clark could not play in Denver. In the the elevation, yep. And we had to travel to Denver, but we were favored because they won their division at, what were they, 8-8 that year? 8-8, yep. And so, of course, we were favored to win because we had a better record, but when Ryan Clark was not there, they, they didn't do it a ton in the game, but when they did, it mattered. And Ryan Clark not being in on that first play overtime that scored a touchdown was huge. 
And just so. so you know, the Steelers were favored by seven and a half that game. Okay. So Good that's why that one didn't show up on my list because they were favored by a whole nother touchdown in this one against a team that had two wins on the season and hadn't won, obviously, since their quarterback went down. You know, both those wins were Joe Burrows. And they had a tie in there, so technically, technically two and a half. I got another yeah. one that had just popped up. I want to bring yep. real quick. I don't know that I want to talk too much about all of it, but it it does bring a good point. Okay, we're eleven. Brad Jewett says we're eleven three. You know how many teams would die to be eleven and three? Yeah. Okay. For me, the eleven and three part isn't as bad. Like mm-hmm. once it became clear we weren't going to hang on to the number one seed and get that by, I, I don't care if we're eleven and three. 12 and you know, if we finish the season 12 and four, you know, 11 and five, you know, it's getting enough wins to get to the postseason, right? Uh, what, what we're and it's great. I'm thrilled that the Steelers have already won enough games to guarantee that they're in the postseason. What I want to see though for the postseason is I want to see us playing good football going into the postseason. And right now that's what I'm afraid we're not going to see because we've played three stinkers the past three games. Now, if the Steelers come out against the Colts and play well, and we go into week 17 against the Browns and we play well, then I will have more optimism to think we could win a playoff game. But if I don't see what I need to see from the team in those last two games, I don't have a lot of confidence in winning a playoff game. Yeah. Well, and all we kept hearing was, oh, and I was even on this as well. Well, they've had a real rough schedule. They haven't had a normal week, blah, blah, blah. They had an extra day. And that's why I pointed out in the post-game show that Ben Roethlisberger, the fact, that's why I'm saying, is there something more wrong with him? He says that his arm feels great, blah, blah, blah. He says there's nothing to the knee. What? I don't buy it. There's something going on, and they don't want to say it because they don't want other teams to take advantage of it, but there's something going on because when this team knew that they had issues to fix and they had an extra day of practice, and they didn't even have to do an injury report until Thursday, so they already had their Wednesday practice, typical Ben Roethlisberger day off. With, by having an extra day, they had two options. You either have your quarterback practice because – getting things better schematically is more important or you give him another day rest because him being well rested and nursing the injuries is more important. And they gave him the rest. I don't think they're that stupid to just give him the rest. If he didn't need it when they really have things they need to fix, that tells me there is more to it than that, that they still feel that, that, you know, maybe that's why he's throwing it so fast. Maybe that's why he's not making the reads that there is something they are compensating for. And we may not know for until the season is over or until seasons down the road when the career is over. It's hard to say, but I think that's what's going on. And it's a little bit, so which that doesn't give me much hope. That doesn't well, give me much hope. And the other issue I'm seeing with Ben has been, if you go back and look at some tape, his mechanics are not good. Yeah. Is he, are his mechanics not good because he's trying to compensate somewhere because he's injured, you know, um, or does he, or does he think he still has a Brett Favre arm, which he does not since this in, since the elbow injury. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know that answer. You don't know that answer. Sometimes we are too quick to forget. 
remember Ben Roethlisberger. Did you watch the YouTube series thing? I think it was four episodes of of covering his surgery and everything that was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Ryan Switcher being dragged behind him on the snow tube and stuff like that. Um, that whole thing. One thing that he said was he had to learn some different mechanics because of his elbow. I'm wondering if he's gotten away from them. Either he's gotten away from them or he's getting worn down by everything. He it, It's not as natural for him. And he's having to think so much about his mechanics because of his elbow that he's thinking about that and not about what the defense is doing. I don't know. We could speculate a hundred different things. We really sure. could. You know what? And we don't have the inside information. So dag, dag, nab it. Coach Tomlin, get in there and fix it. Now we are all you know over our time. As we've sat here and done this podcast tonight. Yeah. If there was one stealer out there that I wish was seeing some of what we're talking about tonight, that I think could get in Ben's ear and Ben would maybe listen to him is the smartest player that is on the Steelers team. Who's the smartest player on the Steelers team? Joshua Dobbs. Third string quarterback, <laughs> Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. Because I know it's probably in the film room frustrating Dobbs a little bit because he, he might see some of this stuff and yeah. no one understand what's going on. If he would pull Ben and say, hey, look, here's what's going on. This is what they're doing to you. Here's some things we need to try to do as a team to come back to combat that maybe Ben would listen. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this just goes to show the NFL. It's tough. It's tough to be playing that. Well, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been overly impressed with the Kansas city chiefs lately. I've not, not, I've not either. Everybody's still singing their praises. I don't understand. People were down on the Steelers when, when the Steelers were beating teams, you know, by just a few points that people thought we should be beating more. Kansas City's doing the same thing right now. Yeah. And yeah. everybody's still just singing their praises. I mean, I you didn't know, think they looked Patrick good. Mahomes, the golden boy. And, the, and like I said, then you've got the Saints that everyone's high on the Saints. But if you look at the Saints losing to Kansas City, they lost to Kansas City in the same way that the Steelers were struggling lately. That they needed their defense to bail them out and keep them in it. And they could as long as they could. But that offense did nothing. Trust oh. me, I played Drew Brees and FanDuel just because he was cheap because he was coming back. Brees' first half was similar to Ben's first half. Not as bad, but I know what you – but, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, he started mm-hmm. 0 for whatever number he – you know, he missed yeah. – it was at least the first six passes or more. You know, he – that was – and it was the most passes he'd ever missed in a, I think it was even the most pass that he he'd ever missed in a row, period. Yeah, let alone to start a game. Yeah, he was like zero for six to start for sure. But anyway, we're over our time, and we haven't even got to the Indianapolis Colts. So we're going to I'm going to do a very very brief thing about because really it's not about the Colts. The Steelers, I mean, the Colts are a great team. You know, the Steelers are not going to play a team left this season. That have that doesn't have double digit wins. The Steelers will play, and that's in I mean, of any games. 
So this was by far the easiest game they had left. But they will play the Cleveland Browns that already have 10 wins. They'll play the Colts that already have 10 wins. And guess what? It's going to take 10 wins for any team to be in the playoffs in the AFC. AFC. They're going to be facing a, a team, chances are, that's going to have 11 wins. You know, maybe more, depending on if they can even still win the North which I'm not banking on that at all right now. I said it before. If the Steelers can't beat the Bengals, they don't, then I don't, I, I, I'm, if they don't win the North, it's because they don't deserve it. They didn't beat the Bengals. All they did was right. beat the Bengals, win the North, and they didn't. So that's how it is. So when it really comes down to the Colts, I'll be honest with you, though, I know what thing you like the most about the, the fact that it's the Colts that they're playing. That you can't ever trust Philip Rivers to actually do. No, 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 no. you got to say it right. You could never trust old man Rivers to come out and beat the Steelers. That's why I'm I'm going to be more afraid when they bring in Brissett to do those things that they do there. Because I I just, you know, every time I'm thinking Rivers is going to do something good, he doesn't. And every time I think he's not going to do something, he does. That's just the way it goes. The Colts' defense is legit. Their defensive line is really something. And the Steelers are, I mean, they're lo- the Steelers' offensive line, you play soft, you're done. Okay, hopefully Kevin Dotson's back. You know, that's that's hopeful. Um, and just kind of see how it goes. Like I said, it's not as much about the Colts as it is the Steelers figuring it out what they need to do. Don't do what you did with the Bengals. I don't think just trying to see a win in this game as mm-hmm. much as – I need to see offensively that we have hope moving into the last game of the regular season and into the playoffs. Yeah. If I see the same kind of thing we've seen for three weeks, I am not going to be happy. Yeah. Rich, we've got to do this super fast. and I'm going to run through the ones that we see, but it's our tradition and I'm going to get in trouble for running over. That's all right. But Play me. Do you have your score? Prediction. Brian love me. For Sunday. Uh, yes, I do. Because we do our scores rundown. Don't type them in the live chat yet. If, you have, if you're a first time here, Rich will give his. You'll look for me to put it out there in the chat, and then I'll bring them up and read them off here to end the show. Rich. Well, and, now, and I've said this before. The Steelers had three games to get right. They blew one of them and made it more wrong. They still got two more games to get right. They could get right this week. They could not and get right the next week, or they could not at all and roll into the playoffs in big-time trouble. So it's not over. It's just they're running out of time. So what are they going to do this week? What do you think? 26-21 Colts. 26-21 to 21 Colts. So the yep. Steelers' offense finally gets over 20 points again. Yes, because they have they're going to figure out enough to get yeah. over over twenty points in the game, um, but it won't be perfect. Yeah, and um, really, it comes down to a couple of field goals from the indie kicker. I think Blankenship's a good kicker. Yeah. I like the guy. Um, love the love the glasses. Love the yes. Love the dark room glasses. Sorry. Yep. Um. So here we go. I'm going to put it out there in. The live chat for scores. Get them up quick because we're going to do a, as many as we can really fast. And then we're oh, then we're Donald wants to know who's going to yell at me for going over the time limit. I'm like Brian Anthony Davis, because if we go over the time limit, it makes his work 
that of getting the audio ready a lot more. That's why I say that. So here we go. We got scores coming up. Here we go. Andrew has 23-20 Colts. Um, he says about both QBs throw two picks. Um, and the offensive line loses the game for us. Okay. Um, here we go. Director's cut 17-14 Colts. Black and gold goggles, 21-9 Colts. Steelers get a defensive TD and a safety um, for their nine if points. If that is the case, that, that you will see yeah. me not being a happy camper next yeah. week. So um, uh, Michael O'Malley, 28-3 uh, to three Colts, says he hopes he's wrong. Ryan O'Toole, 24-17, but I don't know who gets the 24 if that offense doesn't show improvement now. So he's saying that's the score, but he doesn't know what team it'll be. It okay. could be one way or the other, depending on who shows up for the Steelers. Re- is that Reco? Because it's a C, Reco sure. Parson. He says Steelers 14, Colts 10. See, that's what's going to take. It's going to take the Steelers holding down. You know, it's to me, I think it's going to take a low-scoring game if they're going to try to win this. Okay, 30 to 21, Colts, and I'm being generous of our offense. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't say that was. That was – that's why I didn't say, because I can't even pronounce that. Here's shift 68. Okay, you thank go. you. Dusk, um, Dusk Thunder. I can put your 20, name as good as anybody. <laughs> 24-19 Colts. Donald Nolan. Steelers win 33-27. Wow, he thinks the offense gets right unless they score a bunch of um, defensive touchdowns. Steelers, Chick 46, 14-10. Okay. Yep. Steelers. Um, Dave Wallencheck, 21-17 Steelers. Yeti says 24-20 Colts. Okay. Um, I just clicked on the wrong one for Russ. Um, he's talking about the juju stuff. I, you know, we're all tired of hearing about it. Um, no, we didn't bring it up. We have more important stuff to yep. talk about. Um, 2410 Colts. They said it'll be a pick six on Rivers. Grayson. Oh, that was Allen. If I didn't say that, Grayson says 2417 Steelers. Maddie P, the optimist from down under, 2019 uh, Steelers. Double HH 24 20 Steelers. Danny Spear 23 21 Steelers. He says Boswell game winning field goal and gets back on track in the right direction. Boswell's been kicking well, but he hasn't had to make the big kicks in yeah. for a long time. Uh, Jermaine Jackson, um, say hi to Tito for me. Um, 24 yep. 17 Steelers. J.R. Bradford 27 20 Colts. Um, Joe Z. Um, 24-17 Steelers. Kyle Younger, 26-21 Steelers. Black and gold, 27-13 Colts. Um, I skipped. Where'd it go? Hold on. I'm looking to see. I, I found it. Um, so there we go. We are to Occam's Ox. 21-20 Steelers. Yep. Okay. Russ has 24-17 Steelers. Um, AJ has... 27-20 Colts, Steelers-Pittsburgh, 21-17, good guys. I'm hoping the Steelers are still the good guys. The way this fan base is, they, they might, not call, us, might, might yeah. not call them the good guys anymore. Okay? We have an um, illegal Italian, says 27-10 Colts. Um, there's, our, there's our other buddy from down under, yeah. Mark Davidson. Rivers 9, Jeff 5. <laughs> That's the child count. So, that's hilarious. Oh, that's a good one. Um, no one you know. 29-11 Colts. 11. That's crazy. Um, 
Um, Alkansas throws in another one or 35 20 Colts. <laughs> That's not which way he's going. Mark Tobin, 23 14 Steelers. Eric has 24 20 Steelers. Zach has 17 13 Steelers. Um, and then a lot of people are commenting on, on, Comment other, on other people's scores. I'm not seeing, uh, oh, I see one more. Timothy Davis more. says 17 14 Steelers. 17, Steelers. That, you know what? I was just thinking, Timothy, that 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 is the kind of game the Steelers need yeah. potentially to pull this off. Would be to be able to pull off a seventeen fourteen. Yeah, I part found one more. Part of that will depend. Thirty-one thirteen, Indy. No delusions. We are what we look like. That's a really good point. So, go well, ahead, you know, if, even it, if the offense doesn't turn it over, and our offense could score 17 and our defense could hold to like 10 or 14. I could see that that could happen, but that's that that a lot of things breaking the Steelers way. Part of the reason that didn't happen against Cincinnati was the turnovers giving the Bengals short fields. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. It's it. This is going to be interesting. Going to be crazy. It's what's I actually trust the Steelers more going up against a a strong opponent than I do a weak one. They have to know that, that if they want to take on this Colts team, they have to be ready to play because they look like a team that was not ready to play Monday night, which is a shame because the Steelers always seem like they're ready to play Monday night. Um, but it's a different year, a different team, a different time. All we can do as, as Steelers fans right now, we can we understand there's a problem. We can hope we, we can hope it gets fixed. We just have to be optimistic. But as some people were saying earlier is, you know, there's a lot of other things in life than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And sometimes, because you know what? Sometimes the Steelers are going to let you down. We can't let that let get us down all the time. You know what? The Steelers could come out here and get absolutely trounced for three straight games, but I'm going to count my blessings and know that I get to do a show with my brother every week. And that at least I have that to look forward to, even if the Steelers stink, but you know, even, what? If, we, even if we have to come down here in here, kind of down, I've, it's been, a, it feels like it's been forever since I've gotten to breathe in that sweet smell of victory. Yep. Hopefully we but can it'll, it'll, next it'll happen again. You know, we're yeah. in a slump. Yeah. Make sure you're checking out, out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We are still bringing you tons of great content. Even though the Steelers have seemed like they've fallen off a cliff, we have it. We're still there bringing it for you. Same with the podcast. I hope you all are enjoying the Christmas Memories podcast. They've been coming out every day. I don't think there, I don't know that there was one. One day in there we skipped either yesterday or today because of the game stuff. But we, some of them will be doubled up. I hope you all have been checking those out. Those have been a lot of fun. Um, we're bringing you all the same stuff. We ran the hangover earlier today and then Scobro show tonight on a Tuesday. We'll be back on to a regular schedule with the exception of Thursday. We will not be going as late in the day on Christmas Eve for the preview. We will probably be going sometime in the afternoon. Check out with our, from our Twitter account. We'll try to let you know more of what time and maybe even tip you off if you have a chance to, or know your enemy tomorrow night. Any last thoughts before I get your last words? Yeah, if you go early, if you go early on Thursday, I think you should, you know, bring our dad on the show. Because <laughs> he'll be no, he wouldn't be able to nope. hear or understand what's going on. That's true. Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry, oh, dad. that would be fun. So hey, sorry, Dad. I, I went to bat for you, Dad, but Dave yeah. shot it down. Sunday is another chance to get back on track. Remember that, Steelers fans. 
It's bad. It was really bad Monday. But you got another chance to get it back on track Sunday. So that's all we can do. Get to Sunday. Get back on track. Let's watch our Steelers. Merry Christmas. Can't wait.